Orb presents Assisted Suicide. This is Gary Butterfield. This is Cole Ross. Welcome to the Rusty. A journey to the center of the Rusty. It sounds like a fallout settlement, but in fact, it's this episode of Venture Brothers. It is. Yeah, which was written by Doc Hammer. Originally aired October 17th, 2021. Or so no, 2010. Sorry. I have no excuse for for that. Yeah, time crimes. It's like like misstating a check. Uh, Jeremy, friend of the show Mm -hmm. and friend, uh, had never seen this episode and was just like snuck by him. Okay. So he got to watch the brand new Venture Brothers from the old times. Ooh. Huh. uh, 2021 uh, i wish it was a better one <laughs> yeah it's, it's nearly okay yeah there's <laughs> some things i like about it there are some things that i think are kind of obnoxious about it yeah it has its charms yeah yeah there, there are charms to this this is uh the cruising altitude yes of, of season four yeah you know? yeah this is fine yeah it's uh <laughs> you know it was fine yes, the, yes uh, yeah. yeah let's uh let's get into it Let's do. Let's hit the ground running. I'm still for for people who've been keeping up on network news. I am still suffering from uh, third shot itis and just good. I stood up in between recording, got real woozy. So, oh yeah, yeah, I no, go lay down. Oh, your blood didn't know which way to go. Yeah, it it didn't. Yeah, it all fell to the ground at once. Oof, like a, p- a cartoon piano falling out of a window. Uh, you hate it when that happens. Yeah. Uh, so this is about uh, the monarch uh, projecting himself into Rusty's mind to try to make him kill himself while Dr. Orpheus uh, tries to fix him from the inside. Yes. It's one of those like mostly a plot kind of episodes. There's a minor B plot. Yes. To it. Uh, this was originally part of uh, Diving Bell on the Butter Glider. So you would be mm-hmm. uh, forgiven for saying, hey, didn't they already do one where they went inside Rusty? Uh, yeah. That was the physical side. Uh, the like the initial the, the idea was going to be that like uh, you know kind of the classic science versus magic thing where they would go they they would send in uh, the boys in the sub to fix him medically and then uh, Orpheus would go in and do the uh, the astral projection stuff inside of Rusty's uh, Rusty's mindscape uh, kind of doing a little bit of a shadow run inside of Doctor Venture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's there's a lot of uh, there there are several things in this that do work. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing that I, I find a little bit annoying about this episode, uh, is that it feels like it hits some of Doc Hammer's like pet themes in a way that he feels very proud of himself about. Yeah. Like one of the things I was thinking about, so Pete Billy are in this and they play Thanatos and Eros and that's, yes. it's cute. Yeah. Like they're, they're fun as that. I can see Dr. Hammer, uh, Dr. Dr. Hammer, MD, Dr. Hammer, uh, <laughs> Actually really believing, you know, death and sex motivate our every decision. Uh-huh. And actually going along with a lot of this shit. Okay. In a way that made me bummed out. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know? I- I didn't. I didn't get that. It did like the, this to, to to me. This uh, the, this uh, uh, stuck out because it just felt like territory that had already been uh, already been done. I'm not getting a lot of like new insight into the characters, and this is kind of uh, it's a little bit of an idea of like not knowing what to do with the monarch. You know, like yeah, yeah. 
Oh uh, yeah. If 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 this was if this was produced like you know six months later, this would have been an Inception thing. It just kind of felt like yeah, let's do let's do the Inception parody episode, and this would this would be it. It definitely feels like not covering new ground plot wise or character wise. Yeah, yeah. Like the 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 Doctor Venture characterization stuff in this is good, but it's stuff we've seen. Yeah, it doesn't move anywhere. Like they're good moments, but I have this feeling of like running in place a little bit. Yeah, it also has one of the most stark Doc Hammer. Like let's just end it. Episode's yeah. over now. Go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, bits, and it was very much just like I out of time, out of more. money. Let's <laughs> let's end it. Yeah. Yeah, it's become more annoying to me as the show goes on. Like, it's not a huge deal, but I've I've mm-hmm. appreciated wrapping up plots more than I have. Yeah, just deciding like you know his his uh, you know strong assertions that no one cares about that shit mm-hmm. is uh, have been rankling a little bit. I would have continued just kind of like not noticing it unless it was, but because it was called out, all of a sudden it's all that I can see when it happens. It's like everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, um, so we, we get good Billy and Pete content in this. It's not strictly them. We're not, uh, it's not, uh, the next episode where we're going to get some good stuff about their relationship. This is Billy and Pete, uh, standing in, in a fantasy, just like they did in the never ending story, uh, kind of thing before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, good, good. And good performances all around. Like they do a good job. Uh, James Urbaniak does a great job, mm-hmm. uh, in this as various roles, uh, various sides of Rusty. Yeah. Um, we also end up with a really, really great Dean performance. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure it was just the Rush tape, Dean. <laughs> yeah, it's just the uh, it's really, really good Dean content. Yeah, in this. If, if you like um, Dean being low key bullied by everybody around him, <laughs> it's kind of the theme of the season. They were yeah. going to make a compilation oh, yeah. of just everyone saying Dean, Dean in, a, <laughs> in a scoffing voice. <laughs> you know, Dean. Yeah. You know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh but yeah james urbaniak obviously does very a uh, very good job uh they describe and they admit that like they committed like the, the 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 sin that you shouldn't do as a voiceover director or any director shouldn't do this but giving line reads uh to him mm-hmm. which sounds like a fucking nightmare like james urbaniak is a professional you know you just give him the script mm-hmm. and he'll do it uh but they're like dictating cadence and all that because like when he plays it when he plays id when he plays the rusty's id he is specific uh trying to be a clint howard character from an original star trek episode that i have not seen i i that's a very famous scene yeah another thing that just like weird little annoyances i have in this i hate how they underline it yeah by having other characters refer to it immediately afterwards Mm -hmm. like just it it feels this is a weirdly like feels unconfident yeah to me as an episode um the reason why I know that Clint Howard performance, I'm not a big Star Trek Connection or original series guy. I think mm-hmm. that, that show kind of sucks. Yeah. Um, but there's a, a Mr. Show uh, wraparound okay. that references it that made me uh, learn about it. And it's a really fun performance and mm-hmm. it's a fun scene. Yeah. And then later, I also am biased because this sets up, that scene sets up the ending of this with the, uh, you know, the the kind of cruelty that is done to, to uh, 21. Mm-hmm during this that feels like we'll we'll get to it yeah yeah it ends up it's it's this is it's all this is like it's weird like you you could respond to what i'm going to say next by just saying like you're just now getting this mm-hmm. but it, it's kind of it touches on stuff that makes me feel kind of grody around the immaturity that the creators of the show have around sex yeah yeah 
you know, uh, that just ends up feeling more juvenile. And we, we do abject suffering. Like, we're juvenile about sex. Yeah. But just the idea of, like, you know, of course they get into some kinky shit. This is what that would look like. Yeah. And yeah. then, you know, it, there's, there's something that that scene has never rode me the right way. I mm-hmm. like where it puts 21. Yeah. I've never liked this arc, the way this arc ends. Yeah. With his crush on, on Dr. Girlfriend. Yeah. And we, 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 we can hit the details on that uh, when we get oh, there. Yeah. yeah. This this lives in the details, like the individual scenes that I think are good and are funny, mm-hmm. and the individual scenes that feel kind of bad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when you say that this was cut out, like they even they they even admit, like, oh yeah, we had to lose the climax because, uh, you know, there there is this incoming large force that is uh, going to disrupt everything that is happening happening inside of the mind of the rusty Leviathan is is supposed to show up, uh, you know, or yeah. their their you know their concept of the destroyer, right? It was not going to be a large rhombus that casts a uh, black light across an MZ Escher uh, universe. It was going to be Doc as a baby, not like as a like a giant baby, but just Doc as a baby. Um, mm-hmm. which would, would have been fun, but there's like, yeah, we ran out of time and money. And so we're just going to get, just kind of like going to cut it. <laughs> yeah. And, and, it, it and cut to when it's all resolved. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll get into it. Yeah. Again, lives and dies on the individual scenes. Yeah. Uh, uh the starts with our B plot, which is this, uh, touch football <laughs> game <laughs> between, uh, hatred, rock, Dr. Orpheus, shore leave and the boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, here um which includes my favorite like dean like dean just being wide open like yeah i'm gonna pass to dean (laughs) (laughs) he was standing in his own end zone gary (laughs) yeah (laughs) i'm wide open Uh, (laughs) yeah we're not gonna get we're not gonna get a touchback dean come on Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) oh man shirley was great in this uh brock tackles hatred uh, even though it's two hand tap, uh, Brock is you know kind of be doing his swagger, right? And Hatred mm-hmm. is just like openly resenting Brock. Like this is where they're really they're really leaning hard on that. But basically, he is envious. He, he is jealous of the boys, right? He has Again, je- you know a plot that we've seen explored. Yes, you know, they're not your problem anymore, Samson. Like, yeah, I really need uh, one of the things about season four that has come through in doing the show. Mm-hmm. that was not something that uh, I thought about very much before we did it was I really wanted Jack and or uh, Jackson and doc to get on the same fucking page. Yeah. Like yeah. Their, their way of writing things separately means they end up both taking a run yeah. at a lot of the same themes in a way mm-hmm. that just feels very like covering ground. Yeah. Uh, you know, the scene where the, the episode where Hank is uh, trying out for Sphinx, uh, you know, the diving bell and the butter glider. Uh, you know, where uh, he's like, oh, you have the best job. You're going to guard Doc's body while we go in. Mm-hmm. They'd already, they just have done this stuff yeah. between, uh, between hatred and Brock. Yeah. Uh, it needs to go somewhere. You can't just keep showing the same scenes. Yeah. You just can't keep underlining the dynamic. A, a dynamic that doesn't go anywhere is pretty static, ironically enough. Yeah. 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 So it's, it's a bummer. Yeah. I, I do like this little bit where Hank is just like, you know, wait. Someone's in or my Br- car. Brock is like, wait, someone's <laughs> in Brock, my car. Yeah. yeah. Hank doesn't have a car yet. <laughs> yeah. yeah he, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it reminded me of the, the 
pretty good joke from a later not very good Simpsons episode where it's like I've seen him hear a pudding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Well like like how how like how proud Hank is of this uh of the superpower that Brock has mm-hmm. when he can sense that somebody's in his car. Um and Hank's like, oh. I've seen him do it from another country away. It's <laughs> like, so funny. It's very good. He just has this uh, he, he has this psychic link with uh with his car. I I, I have to I, I I have to assume that it's a different name because it's uh, uh you know he had to tear he had to tear apart and kill his previous car. Yeah. Um, uh, what he finds is Doc uh, in his car with it in the driver's seat with his eyes uh, open with a note pinned to him saying goodbye, cruel world. The idea that he's trying to kill himself uh, mm-hmm. here through exhaust. He's trying to de- midsummer himself. Yeah. Um, the uh, which one, you know, the car is converted to electric. Two, he's in the fucking hangar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it take like four days to yeah, kill yourself this you, way. You'd run out of gas, dude. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it would not work. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, but I was like, oh, I had it converted to electric. That was, that was another Simpsons joke where, like, somebody goes to uh, goes to off themselves. And it's like, you know, that oven's electric, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, failing at suicide is, is a dark joke that works on me usually. Yeah. And this, this like is, this is playing in that space. I understand where that this might rankle with folks that this is done in a very good gag. It's funny. Like the scream of pillar is, is, is funny, mm-hmm. you know, like, Oh, just like he has no, he has no sense of self-preservation and he is just absolutely sexually attracted to fire, sexually attracted to fire. Yeah. Uh, like he just, like he reaches just immediately all of this pulled away. He reaches and puts a road flare in his mouth and Brock takes it away. And rusty just is mindlessly, you know, why I, wide open and blearily just reaching for whatever is near him that will hurt him um and mm-hmm. it is done with very good comic timing in the animation and brock is just yeah. like he's like he's almost doing it like a come on ah stop it yeah. hey cut it out <laughs> like, well and he's you know rusty's not talking at all right right you know this, this is you know, nobody's quite figured out that something's wrong yet but they will soon yes you know, yeah. they, uh, they take him, uh, they, he's sitting there in like a trance, uh, Hadrian's like, oh, I've been there before princess Tinyfoot left me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Rusty is just doing, he grabs uh, Brock's knife and just brings it to his chest. <laughs> <laughs> and trying to just push it into his own chest. God. And Dean's like, daddy, tell me, is it something Hank did? <laughs> this is him calling him a honky. Yeah. And finally got through to him. President of the United States of Booker. Is it cut deep? <laughs> yep. Uh, Orpheus uh, grabs Rusty's hand and uses his magic to see he's not suicidal. He is possessed. Yes. Um, and we get the uh, we get we get the short title sequence, and then we cut over. Uh, we've got Rusty uh, lying on the bed with a stitched up Mister Ricci. I like that Dean mm-hmm. brought that to him, just like as a comfort. You know. <laughs> yeah. Even though now that Mister Ricci keeps showing up, and they they uh, they forgot the pupae twins. Like I know what I'd do with it. Yeah. Uh, just like thinking about this, uh, come drenched Mr. Ricci. Oh no. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, no. Mm. Uh, but, uh, so Dean has brought a Mr. Ricci, uh, Sergeant Hatred has hooked him up to an old, like OSI, like field monitor monitoring machine and has put a wet mm-hmm. washcloth in his head. They're just doing like, uh, they're, they're doing like, oh, he's sick. Like he's got, he's got a flu. Um, <laughs> and just the, just the little tableau with shore leave hatred and Dean, or is it shore leave Hank and Dean? Uh, you know, like Orpheus is like, oh, well, surely, why are you, why are you holding a bucket? <laughs> yeah. They all assume it's going to be like the exorcist. Yeah. Yeah. 
Like he's going to projectile vomit. Yeah. Uh, so, like you do in the exorcist. Yeah. yeah. For, for the geyser of pea soup. And so sort of, there's, there's a bucket. Hank has a camera and then the timing of, you know, the, the third beat to the joke. Dean's wearing, <laughs> Dean's wearing his busy bee. Uh, uh, oh gosh. Raincoat again, because mm-hmm. of the vomit. I was told there'd be vomit for the vomit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, little little reach here where he's like, it's not a Gallagher 2 performance, it's a sacred rite. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all think Gallagher 2 is funny. Yes. Uh, Gallagher would have made more sense there. Yeah. As a yeah. thing, this felt a little bit like just showing off that you know about Gallagher 2. You know that there is a second um, Gallagher. Now, if you want to do the yeah. flex, you do Gallagher 3. Well, Gallagher 3, I made up. I know. Gallagher 3 is a very <laughs> creation. The uh, Gallagher 2, for people who don't know, so Gallagher is a stand-up comedian who smashed... Uh, vegetables on stage this is what yeah. we have for entertainment in the 80s <laughs> and eventually became a libertarian monster yeah, yeah. Uh, along the way there though his brother whose last name was also gallagher of course mm-hmm. started booking shows as gallagher too and would just do the same thing yes so if you were a theater if you were high rent you could get gallagher but if you couldn't get gallagher you would get gallagher too yeah, yeah. and you basically do the same thing but with like fewer rants about the founding fathers <laughs> eventually <You know>? yeah <laughs> i'm not i'm not yeah. sure what gallagher 2's politics were but like it got acrimonious because i don't think gallagher 2 was doing it with uh with permission he, you know? he started with permission He's, oh, and then there yeah. was uh, a falling of, right? yeah there was a falling out i, I mean yeah. like they <sighs> nobody gets that close of a look at gallagher like just do it like uh like it's menudo you know set up franchises do it like bozo used to have right yeah. well Where, that was like, the idea i think Oh, I guess, you know, yeah. Oh, fuck. I hope I don't jerk off. Like that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, probably exactly. no games on your clown computer. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was it was a whole thing. And for people who don't know, like, I grew up watching a lot of Gallagher. Oh, yeah. The big uh, couch. That a fucking on, monster. Oh, yeah. No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, most famous, and um, I'll say recently, but, like, for, like, walking out of a Mark Maron interview because he felt like he was being cornered. And it's like, no, like yeah he's asking you about your horrible politics dude yeah like you, you can't you can't believe those things and then get mad when people bring them up <laughs> imagine thinking that people's problem with you when you've started mixing your like fruit smashing comedy mm-hmm. with hard right-wing politics and thinking it's them that are wrong with people being too pc <laughs> yeah that they're no longer entertained by me smashing some bananas yep uh with a hammer mm-hmm. and and talking about uh a state law <laughs> and family court and and the problem is them yeah yeah you know? just just gonna get up there and just, just start working some real homophobic stuff in here and uh yeah. you know just like oh when, when you make that face i'm joking yeah exactly Ugh. uh orpheus holds him down uh here and or as they're holding him down uh the camera zooms in to show monarch is controlling him in a little mind room yeah like herman's uh, herman's head yeah yeah it's like a it's like a, a, what i'm led to believe is a control room and lost uh because they were in yes. a, a real lost phase uh at this uh at, at, at this moment um and uh he's inside rusty's head uh uh orpheus has done this uh, kind of incantation and he starts getting woozy like his uh, uh like his ability to control has been cut off uh by the incantation or whatever he is not physically here he's like psychically projected in his physical yeah. form is back in his bed in the cocoon he's got this helmet hooked up to a machine and 21 and uh dr mrs the monarch are monitoring him yes yeah uh the uh so that that's that's our plot mm-hmm. uh here he's flatlining here um when when i run into doc hammer episodes and stuff shtick i find annoying this is one of them 
this mm-hmm. like not knowing what clear means shtick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and it, part of what it's, I, I know I'm sounding cranky on this episode and I'm feeling cranky and mm-hmm. it'll pass, um, is listening to the commentary and stuff and just the weird pride. Like, oh, I was like, very proud of this joke. Like, is, am I, am I the first person to make a joke about not knowing that, you know, clear means staying clear of the body? You know? Yeah, and you can you can hear Jackson just being like, I don't know. Yeah. You know, just trying to play along with him and move past it. <laughs> and Doc not letting him. Yeah. Like, come yeah. on, you watch a lot of comedy. Yeah, like, maybe I'm the first person to make this joke. Yeah. And he's yeah. Just like, I, it's like, I don't know, man. He's like, I don't really watch job. comedy. Like, I watch, you know, you watch House, there's a little bit of comedy in that. Yeah. Yeah. Do they ever make that joke in here? And it's like, dude, this, you, please, this, you're going to break your fucking arm patting yourself on the back about this not very good joke. Yeah. Yeah. Just un- understand that. I mean, hey, the, the show's moving on. We should, we should too. Yeah. Yeah. We can, we can, we can move on to what, what happens here. Yeah. Like the, the, so the pride angle of this was starting to bug me yeah. a little bit, I think. What doesn't bug me um, is the joke where they, you know, they, they, they bring him back. Um, and, uh, they start goofing about the monarch, bringing back a pissed off Billy Mahoney with him. That is some, that, yes. that is some pretty good flatliners humor. It was my favorite flatliners joke until pop star. <laughs> do, do you know the flatliners bit in pop star? No. I, what's pop star? Uh, uh, pop star is, uh, like a mockumentary okay. uh, kind of thing. It's like the spiritual successor of walk hard. It's very funny. Like that okay. is a very underrated movie, uh-huh. but there's a, this great little bit where Bill Hader is the guitar tech. And they're interviewing him. He's just like, yeah, when in my off hours, like I like to do, uh, I, I do flatlining. <laughs> I got the idea from the movie Flatliners. I like to get an F-line sesh at least once a week. F-line. They <laughs> <laughs> cut to him doing flatlining. Uh, <laughs> just this hobby that like yeah. carnies and scumbags and guitar techs have. Yeah. Like, it's very good. I got the movie from the Joel Schumacher film Flatliners. Uh, it's, it's very funny. Oh, that's good. I like that. If you, when you are in the mood for something that is uh, kind of effortlessly silly, that yeah, is a good watch. Yeah. I call I, I call that a what we do in the shadows mood. One hundred percent. Like it, it's not exactly as pure as mm-hmm. what we do in the shadows, but yeah, it's yeah. it's got kind of a similar like. Yeah, like this is just fun goofs. Yeah, yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, and Walk Hard's a good movie too. That's that, that yeah, also Walk Hard's fun. great. Yeah. I fucking love Walk Hard. Yeah, uh, it's a shame that both those movies didn't do well, like yeah. Walk Hard and Pop Star. Mm-hmm. Both like really, you know, took a bath at the box office, is my yeah. understanding. So, yeah, people did not like them, but those are both very funny movies. Yeah, the cult hit is uh, is Cold Comfort. Yeah, one hundred percent. So a good, a good scene. <laughs> In, in, in this episode that I really like is they're, they're trying to figure out what, uh, what to do, mm-hmm. you know, here, like just to get them out. Cause they don't know what to do. Like Dr. Orpheus is handling it. Uh huh. They're just standing around. Yeah. Um, God, you know, God, God bless the boys just trying to help Hank's idea of boiling yeah. up some holy water and ripping out some sheets. Yeah. 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 And he's like, uh, do yeah, Dean, Dean offers his Bible on tape narrated by Mr. Darth Vader. <laughs> Very funny. Yep. Um, An actual thing. James Earl Jones did uh, did do a narration of the Bible. Yeah. 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 Uh, the uh, so what they're they're doing is they have to find like the key, you know, for the lock. Like they're trying to find the things he loves, you know, that are most dear mm-hmm. uh, to him. Again, treading territory. Right. This is the joke from the Joy Can. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, only true love will get it, and it's not the boys. Like. <laughs> You guys got to stop repeating your jokes. Yeah, a little um, bit. It, but I, I, this I, is a better I, execution of it. I, 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 I still laughed because, you know, Orpheus does the incantation. You know, let me in. You know, he's holding both of the boys' hands. Ross like, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not, <laughs> but are you sure right you key. have the right key? <laughs> like just trying very diplomatically get, to say that the boys aren't enough. <laughs> it's, it's very good. And they go get all the stuff he likes, which is <laughs> like money. 
um, but before, a science but before, statue. They, before they do that, it's just, oh, try it with just Dean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that also doesn't work. Then they get rid of this stuff, and they have this uh, best of Rush tape, and like, I love Brock being like, it's because it's the best of. Of course it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Very funny. Yeah. yeah. Uh, best of Rush. Real mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Um, yeah. Uh, so getting rid of this stuff allows them to do it. Uh, yeah. I also have the idea that it's not just that that's not the right key. It's actively subtractive. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, having Dean there, it's not just that it's, you know, because you'd want, you'd think you just get everything, but no, yeah, having yeah. Dean there makes it worse. Oh yeah. No, it's, it's, it's real bummer. Kids. Jeez. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so getting rid of it and then Brock, you know, I'm sure it was the Rush cassette. Dean. <laughs> just trying uh, to console him. Know, so Dean doesn't have his heart broken. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like Hank is used to the rejection. It's Dean who takes it personally. <laughs> yeah. 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 Cause again, earlier he was bagging on Hank. Yeah. You know, he respects his dad. He doesn't call his dad. <laughs> King of the boogers. Yeah. Oh gosh. Um, but, uh, Orpheus, he kind of comes to inside of this big hallway full of doors. You know, these doors of perception. It's kind of like, uh, the end of, uh, it was the, that's the matrix, basically just the matrix, the, the, the matrix or hell in Bill and Ted too. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, the shadowy figure comes up to him. Uh, he he tries to fight. He shoots an energy bolt. But it's uh, it's Pete White uh, mm-hmm. dressed as kind of Edward Gorey-esque and Billy as a cherub. Yes. Uh, there. Yeah. Uh, incredibly long bit about him judging people based on how they look. Right. Which, again, doesn't, like, of course he does. He's in somebody's mind and it's it's a flying it's, baby with a boat, you know. It's symbolic. Yeah. Like, we're like what yeah, are you supposed to mean? Yeah. Yeah. And him being like, why would you think I'm a cherub? Mm-hmm. it's like well because you're dressed like a fucking cherub yeah you're dressed like cupid you know? dude yeah, yeah it, it is again this bit goes on forever yeah uh you know for for no good reason so, so so once they clear the clear clear through that shtick uh they say oh we're already dealing with another intruder and also rusty's the the rusty's body is shutting down they don't just call him rusty it is the rusty um and yeah. the, the body shut down is uh is orpheus's fault uh because of the uh, yeah. the incantation and what have you they only have a limited amount of time Yep. Uh, we go back to the Monarch. Uh, 21 is like, how do we get him back? Let's sing that one song. Or what is your song? Mm-hmm. You know, like a special song that you have. Um, she says they don't have a song. Uh, but he's like, oh, you know, maybe we can sing a Human League song. Again, this just feels like Doc just talking about stuff he likes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just he's like, like, oh, that song, Keep Feeling Fascination? No. Uh, you know, when he sings a really bad version of Don't You Want Me Baby. Yeah. Like yeah. really off off key. Yeah. It's just like, oh, um, we, you know, we, we don't really have a song. You know, and this is, you know, bringing to the point that, like, you know, Gary's idea or 21's idea of what a relationship is, that's not what that, you know, they, they have, right? Yeah. So yeah. he's trying to and force us on there. I, I don't know anybody who has a song. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what, what are you, it was this fucking, uh, you know, are you, are you teenagers in Greece times? <laughs> not ancient Greece, but like the movie Greece. Like, that's yeah. not a thing as far as I know. That's a, you know, an invention of movies that look back on the fifties fondly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there, there's a pounding on the door. It's the Moppets. Uh, they're outside Kevin and Tim Tom. Um, they're here for a mandatory security inspection. Uh, the Monarch, uh, put these in place and to, to, to look big is like, Oh, I'll be subjected to them too. So they're going to be coming in. Yes. Uh, and this is a problem because, uh, the, them doing a mind assassin thing is against guild law. Yes. You know, uh, they can, they cannot be doing this. So she tells 21 to take off, 
his clothes as a little bit. It's also, again, like a bit that feels like it goes on forever, but doesn't go on forever mm-hmm. about one of the Moppets believing it can open the door with psychic powers. Yeah, only and only again, be- only because he has not, it, it has not been definitely proven that he doesn't have them. And then like Doc, again, uh, very uh, proud of this joke mm-hmm. in the commentary for some reason. It's like, well, he doesn't, he he doesn't think he has mental powers because he's not a fucking idiot. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't know. It, there's just, there's a couple of things here where he's patting himself on the back with the stuff that I, that I dislike. And then yeah. like, we're going to get to it. The, the final monologue of this episode is beautiful and gorgeous, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like really, really good. And we spent so much fucking time on this nonsense. Yep. Um, <laughs> Um, yeah, so they burst through and they are uncomfortable to see that, uh, Dr. Miss the Monarch is, uh, in a cheerleader, leader costume sitting on top of the Monarch while 21 is done up in full BDSM gear standing off to the side like, oh, okay, nothing to see here. And then they uncomfortably walk away, uh, to beat up on both of the boys (laughs) a little bit. Yeah, this is also kind of gross. Yeah. In the, uh, in, in the commentary and in the, uh, in the, in the book as well, it's a little bit like, oh, we were tired of seeing just the same the you know the same two doctor girlfriend cosplays you know we figured we, we were just th- throwing stuff out there in the future because we'd like to see that you know mm-hmm. yeah yeah we, like a little something for daddy yeah you know and uh i laughed when he's talking about writing he's like oh that would be like something i would like to see you know mm-hmm. it was like kind of funny uh yeah. as a thing it was also just gross yeah so, yeah little little funny mostly like pretty gross yeah so so uh and just again just juvenile yes um when we go back to rusty's head uh you know where the monarch is still having a hard time he presses these buttons trying to to hurt rusty from within the control room uh uh, he's like what about all these memories you'll everyone hates you he eventually sees a big frankenstein style lever Mm -hmm. and pulls it uh here uh and this is what opens up all the doors of perception thanatos and eros are with orpheus they're going to master control where uh the monarch is and all the doors open up yes yeah. And the hallway starts rumbling. Uh, Leviathan is coming. Uh, you know, the doom that is within us all. Um, and they, uh, they, they flee because down the hall comes uh, kind of was just like a weather event inside Rusty's mind, uh, which is a mm-hmm. parade of all of the dead Hanks and Deans. You know, yeah. like he doesn't uh, acknowledge it, but he is carrying around tremendous guilt at how many times he has watched his own kids die or directly led to their confused. deaths. <laughs> yeah 100 percent. like there's a little bit of confusion here because they refer to the leviathan right before this happens mm-hmm. i think there'd be a little bit less confusion if the leviathan was also shown yes yeah you know here um you know but so they they end up going through one of the doors because they have to get away yes the uh there's a, a great little bit here uh back in the b plot uh, you know, Brock hears a noise, he yells at the boys to stop playing football indoors. <laughs> uh, and, uh, cause they're doing that with short leave. I love short leave. Just playing with the boys. Yeah. Cause yeah. he's bored. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, he pulls out some Skittles and I love hatred. Just feeling like, little Skittles. You know, <laughs> can, can I, can have, I some? have some? Yeah. <laughs> and, giving, yeah oh, Skittle. <laughs> <laughs> to, be, to be fair, giving somebody just yeah. one is a dick move. You give, you give Total them a few. Move. You give them yeah, three to five. It. Come on, dude. Yeah, that, that's a dual move. Yeah, like that's a, that's what you do to somebody when you want to challenge them. Yeah, no, to like a, a shoot off. Yeah, there are certain counties in Texas where you get a medal if you if you shot somebody for doing that to you. One hundred percent. Yeah, a single skittle is rough. <laughs> you know, make it last. Like just three hobos <laughs> splitting a skittle. <laughs> oh man. 
uh cut back over to uh dr and mrs the monarch and 21 they're still in the, their little costumes here uh dr and mrs thanks 21 for hanging around and for being game basically just apologizes for this ridiculous situation that they're in um yeah and this is uh, again just another scene where it is it is doctor girlfriend bonding with somebody just by having a conversation with them like a human mm-hmm. yeah you know, uh, he's just like, you know, like she, he's like, oh, I'm just a henchman, you know? And she's like, no, no, you're more than just them. And he's kind of lamenting, yeah. you know, here he does a little parody of the Blade Runner, uh, final speech. Mm-hmm. Did you know Rucker Hauer, uh, improvise that? I do. Uh, Rucker Hauer is a fucking badass is what he is. Yeah, dude. Yeah. That guy owns. Yeah. Um, he's got to play the, uh, a part in the new movie I'm coming up with a detective who smells crime. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I am positive that Rucker Hauer is dead as fuck actually. So yeah. I, he might be. No, I mean, he, you can he, never know. There are more he, things in heaven and earth. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, you know, right. but, but it's it's uh, it's very cute uh, here. Yeah. Even though we have seen this twenty one stuff again, it's, it does not feel like character movement. It just feels like character repetition a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Doctor Miss and the Monarch leans into her costume and does a little cheer routine uh, to cheer him up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. twenty one goes and gets some wine. Uh, and then they, you know, bond over this. You know, he he starts a quote from that uh, from that. Uh, oh gosh. Uh, episode of the of star trek the corbinite maneuver yeah yeah and then she uh yeah. you know she finishes it uh and then they say like oh yeah that young clint howard was creepy and then of course this coincidentally leads over to the harem yeah i wish they had not underlined it yeah um so orpheus eros and thanos that's where they walked into yes uh, a mental harem which is apparently uh again a thing that the boys think about yeah. Uh, as revealed in the book, just being kind of grody. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all the women that Rusty has been exposed to, mm-hmm. I hear. So you have Myra, you know, Sally, Dr. Quim, Dr. Girlfriend, uh, the nurse uh, <laughs> who we've seen, Lindsay Wagner, who's the bionic woman. Yep. Mod have cocktails, <laughs> cocktails. Um, I love this little bit. I was like, Lindsay Wagner? She's <laughs> like, well, Rusty could have had Lindsay Wagner. Yeah. He met her at a cocktail party, but could not seal the deal. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> delightful conversation was had yeah i every everything that james urbaniak is doing with the id is very funny to me uh-huh well, <laughs> uh i wish that they, they could have just shown him the corbinite maneuver yeah you know and been like hey do this instead of directing him one to one yeah just say oh yeah do, do you like this class you know this classic clint howard scene i'm like okay yeah, yeah. There, there, there we are uh he's doing a good job like it's it's little rusty it's, you know, it's kid rusty uh like dressed up like a like a roman emperor kind of guy mm-hmm. um you know yeah. out here dictating all of the all of the women who are sitting on this big rotating stage they're all speaking in rust in uh, rusty's voice you know, mm-hmm. and that like they've all got um, headsets on. They're doing like uh, sex line things. Uh, uh, however, Lindsay Wagner is uh, saying like, "What's your sleep number?" Because she she <laughs> was a spokesperson funny. for sleep for sleep number mattresses. So Lindsay Wagner uh, played the Bionic Woman, which is very funny mm-hmm. because the Bionic Woman was a spinoff of the Six Million Dollar Man, which means that the Steve Austin in this and the show about Steve Austin uh, actually exist in this universe in the same universe mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's wild. Yeah. The, uh, I, you know, and I love, uh, even Rusty's fantasy is, is them, uh, doing a sex line. Yeah. Like yeah. they're single, they're single hornies in your yeah, area. Yeah, man. You just, uh, you don't want to negotiate with yourself in your own fantasy, you know, just to, mm-hmm. to talking yourself down to a sex line version. Yeah. If you're going to wish, wish big. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, so very funny. <laughs> uh, but they need um, to, they need to pass and, uh, the, you know, the id, uh, says like okay we could we can only pass if thanatos and eros have sex with each other but they end up talking him down to kissing with tongues on second base 
yeah, he's he's doing uh, you know, Bart paying Lenny and Carl to kiss. Yes. Kind of thing. <laughs> you know, and he's like, There will be grabbing of the hands. You know. Uh again, I like this. I like yeah. the id wanting to see. Yeah. Uh, you know, Pete and Billy fuck. <laughs> yep. Um they end up uh, you know, talking him down just to just to kissing. Mm-hmm. Uh they make it through and they get to uh the ego. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a wood shop. How Rusty kind of sees himself, yeah, as this old beleaguered uh, man dressed up as Geppetto, mm-hmm. trying to fix, you know, uh, all of these basic like fixing this little doll version of Rusty, mm-hmm. you know, and there are all these little toy versions of the things in his life in this room. Like this is a really great little set piece. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a good, again, great performance from James Urbaniak. Um, I love this joke because the ego recognizes Eros as the one who made the rusty uh, join match.com and he recognizes mm-hmm. Thanatos as the one who made him quit match.com. Yeah, <laughs> that is very uh, because good. he's what if they're a, a gold digger who's gonna kill him? Yeah, <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> oh man, uh, that, that, that is very good. Uh, but uh, the, these two, you know, are his biggest problem other than the dead kids that are running around. <laughs> you know, so he says, I'll, I'll let you get through if you help me fix the, fix this. And he motions to a rusty marionette. Mm-hmm. You know, good good symbolism stuff there. It's very direct, but it's it's yeah. it's funny. Yeah. Uh, the, back outside. Uh, Hatred is telling oh. Brock um, about the time that Hank killed someone with a gun. <laughs> and the takeaway is, and oh mm-hmm. my God, that's horrifying. Uh, like it, Hatred is telling the story because he taught Hank to be a good shot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hank runs in. He's like, there's something wrong with Dean. He's screaming for help. Hatred's going to go. And he's like, you know, they're not your problem, Samson. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to go. Uh, and this is really great performance here from Dean. And mm-hmm. this is a, a real thing that happened to, to Doc. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was outside and he sat in some black dirt and got fire ants all over his ass. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. He tried to squeeze him with his water bottle. He's like, what is this, Sprite? Yeah. Ants eat that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah doc hammer says like oh yeah no I, I i sat i sat in an anthill and then had had the fire ants all over me he was humiliated because his dad uh sprayed him down with a hose like he was sent to the county lockup yep yeah. cold hose and, and and you know brock's gonna do that to him here in a moment yeah yeah um, in a moment at the very end of the episode is the last thing that happens before <laughs> the episode just ends right yeah um the uh so the monarch is is dying here he's weak and he's sweaty he's trying to get up he's being cooked to death like the the master control room is heating up and this is and 21 and mrs dr and mrs the monarch have stopped even caring about this yeah they're yeah. drunk and they're just having fun yeah like they, uh, they no longer which again also read a little bit wrong to me mm-hmm. like hey our this guy who we've been bonding over is dying yeah uh we're just gonna ignore it because we're you know the conversation itself is good but the contact this made no sense for me in terms of motivations of the characters yeah yeah he's, he's literally flatlining as this uh, as yeah. this goes yeah it's uh, it's very weird yeah. uh you know um and 21 you know has his, his courage in his cups and he's like you know do you ever think that you could do better mm-hmm. you know than, than the monarch like well, you know find a man who adores you and who really needs you like that's who the, really that, appreciates that, you and treats yeah, you like the perfect you well, are. Well, I mean, that, that's what she says. You, you know, uh, Sheila's oh, yeah. like, oh, you know, oh, like, yeah, yeah. yeah can, can you really do better than a man you adore and who really needs you? Which I, I don't know. <laughs> and 21 says like, oh, you know, what, well, you know, what if there was somebody who would treat you like you're perfect, which not, not a great way to treat somebody. <laughs> Neither of these are good ways to lenses to look at a relationship. <laughs> right, right. But you know? they, but they end up kissing each other again. They're in their cups. Yeah. Uh, Orpheus, the way that he gets uh, the puppets fixed is because he brings all the girls from Rusty's harem. Don't ask him what he had to do <laughs> to get them released. Uh, so in this thing, Orpheus definitely sucked off child Rusty. Yep. Um, 
the uh, and the the other women can fix it for some reason. Yeah, yeah, just extra hands, you know. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Um, so uh, they notice that as this is happening, everything's heating up, so the rusty is dying. Um, they end up moving forward again, and they're in a room where the super ego is. Yes, uh, it is a prison cell with a diploma on the wall with a super buff rusty who yeah. has hair. <laughs> yep. Oh gosh, this is like a superhero. He's basically Superman. I, I love the detail mm-hmm. of him having a diploma in this. Actually, graduating mm-hmm. from college, um, and uh, it's like, oh, you know, I haven't been called on for a long time, um, you know. And Orpheus is like, yeah, uh, we need to go to the master control, and the superego just opens up the door. He doesn't ask for anything in return. He just does the right thing. Yeah, <laughs> he just helps yeah. helps people. He's, out. he's the good guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, he's like, well, you know, we can't get the, there directly. We can move forward here, but we, we have to go through the tragic memory ducts. Those lead <laughs> everywhere. Um, Orpheus is like, you know, we have this plan. Uh, super ego and arrows go to the base of the duct stacked as bait. We just cut away because the, you know, Doc yeah. ran out of this road. Mm-hmm. You know, time just, just for it to end. Yeah. Uh, the way it ends is the boys who were released elsewise. And mm-hmm. we are led to believe isn't the Leviathan or anything. It's just something that happens. Happened to go to master control and kill Dream Monarch, which wakes him up mm-hmm. or something. Like the the way that this just ends really irritates me. Yeah, I I, I know that I'm I, again I'm not feeling well, so I'm feeling impatient mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm nitpicking a little bit. But like yeah. this episode feels very unconfident to me. It doesn't uh, uh, it, it doesn't follow like 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 the things here. Like was the boys getting into the master control part of the plan? You know, yeah, there's none of it. And just imagine Doc Hammer just like snootily telling me that no one cares about this shit is yeah. frustrating to me. Yeah. You uh, know, it's not that I'm I'm like sitting around like, yeah, you know, you played two, you know, the same rib in succession and made two distinctly different notes. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just talking about the the story making any kind of sense. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and you can do both. Mm-hmm. Like you don't, you can, you can make the jokes and do all the cool shit and then also have the story follow. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not actually that hard and you know how to do it. Doc. Yeah. You've demonstrated like it. Like I've seen you do it. Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, Monarch wakes up, uh, to, uh, 21 and Dr. Mrs. Kissing, uh, Brock is spraying down Dean's ass with a, with, with a hose. Hatred is there criticizing him for it, you know, and, uh, they're interrupted. Yeah. Rusty has woken up as well. Uh, well, this, this is great delivery too. He's yeah. like, you know, he's just, this he's is just what, over what you do, Samson. He, he has no dignity, and he's like, "This it's a problem." He's got ants on his ass. <laughs> this is how you solve the problem. Uh, and he's like, "It's not your problem, Samson." And then yeah. Rusty pops up and goes, "It's not your problem either. They're my problem." Yeah, <laughs> you know, and and basically just solves it. Yeah, tells everybody what to do. He just barks out orders, you know? like just like, "Hey, okay, you do this, you do this, and I'm going to go inside and lie down because I have a headache." Yeah, yeah. I like that little bit with that. I just wish that the mind stuff had gotten wrapped up better. Yes. Um, the, uh, this little bit here at the end, like Hank, you know, joins Rusty in the living room. He's like, Hey, Orpheus said you might be insane. Now I have to check on you. Mm-hmm. And I love this so much. Oh yeah. Like, <laughs> this is so good. It's just like a minute and a half of the slow push in action man being a monster monologue. Yeah, oh, I mean, that that, is like, like everybody, this, this was a group effort. I mean, Colonel gentleman, yeah. deep pants to 16 year old kid. 
<laughs> yeah. But they just like, they, they just wrote this like two minute long monologue, gave it to James Urbaniak, and he delivered it with just just just, just amazingly all of the pathos. Mm-hmm. And it's like it, it's funny. And it's like a it's a pretty fucked up story that is believable for the old team venture to do to Rusty, right? Yeah. Like, oh you absolute monstrous. You, you can't just have this day that's about you. You know, it'd be it'd be bad enough that like, okay, Rusty's sixteen, he doesn't have any friends, he doesn't know anybody. So <laughs> so Jonas invites girls not just girls uh models playboy bunnies and actual prostitutes <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah to, to his sweet 16 party yeah they get to the point where he's the man of the hour mm-hmm. you know the, the dj plays him on and exact that exact moment uh colonel gentleman pants him and action man shoots his his penis with a shrink ray yeah uh, yeah. And just I, you know, it's I don't like it quite as much as the action man waking him up every morning. Oh, nothing. The empty gun. <laughs> not today. <laughs> not today, yeah. Rusty. Yeah, uh, that's incredible. But this is also very good. Yeah. Well, and uh, I, I love the button they put on. I would just like hang. It's like, oh my uh, god, that sounds like a nightmare. It's like that's not a nightmare. That's my life. <laughs> yeah. The, this thing that happened today was 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 that was a nightmare. This thing that happened today, that's just my life. You yeah. Know, or whatever. Yeah. Like this is nothing. Yeah. You know, and I, I was super here for this. I thought that yeah. was, was sweet. <laughs> yep. Just like the man, you got James Urbaniak. Let him do his let, let him do his thing. Give it to him. You know? Yep. Ah, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. It ends up being like an episode that like when I'm watching it, like I, I moved along well enough. And then the more I think about it, the less I like it. Yeah, yeah. You know? It's uh I always think of this season as having this like really great ending, but it's because I'm thinking of Operation Prom. Mm-hmm. Like this episode and the next episode are both pretty uneven to me. Yeah. Uh, the next one, I like all the plot stuff that happens, but outside of Robobo, I don't think there are a lot of good jokes. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, in it, and Sorry. and this episode has some good jokes, but the the plotting and character stuff is sloppy. Mm-hmm. And it, I, it, it, I I, I yeah. think that this was definitely a victim. That this more than any other episode reads as a victim of the season split. Like this was so this was supposed to be episode two, right? And then yeah. just as like as. Doc's script for Butter Diving Bell and Butter Glider got too big. They're like, oh, just split it. And it's like they didn't do the actual like substructure work that they needed to do to make sure that it all hung together. So I think that's yeah. where you get like a lot of the half baked, half baked kind of side of this. And I think that this suffers, and, you know, Diving Bell and Butter uh, Butter Glider is a good episode. This suffers on the you know yeah. this suffers more than diving bell and butter glider do uh although you can see the compromise in both of them yeah i just want them to collaborate more when they do these splits yeah like you know learning about their process ends up making a lot of sense about how they just kind of go and do their own thing mm-hmm. you know and and that's all well and good and can sometimes lead to really great results but yeah uh with this extra supersized season they are treading some ground a little bit yeah i've tried before it also i I get the sense that like doc hammer can do characterization on one character at a time yeah you know a little bit like the rusty stuff in this is actually quite good Mm -hmm. you know but at the cost of a lot of other stuff yeah you know Um, so the good the good news is that like they're uh, like after this they do get more collaborative based on my understanding like they start they start getting together more and like the reconciliation between the between the scripts and like still like season mm -hmm. planning and that leads to you know some really high highs like in uh, season six you know so um their process is going to change and we're kind of seeing the uh we're kind of seeing i I think maybe them and then maybe not doldrums maybe not shambles but something approaching either of them uh at least from mm-hmm. a like a like a workflow standpoint right here based on listening yeah. to them and the and the commentary and reading the art book 
the art book definitely talks about additional enthusiasm. Yes. When they get to uh, to season five. So I, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you like the show, head on over to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. Mm-hmm. Get episodes early and a bunch of bonus episodes. You can also leave us ratings or reviews on Apple Podcasts or Podcast Addict. Yeah. And uh, tell your friends if you have venture uh, folks uh, in your life who might also want to listen to a recap podcast. You know where to send them. Uh, mm-hmm. But until next time, go, go Team, team Venture. venture.